Happy Thursday, everyone. So much is going on right now that I can barely focus. Grey's Anatomy comes back tonight. Yes. Taylor Swift concert this weekend. Yes. And Michael Bublé just announced his new album, 12 Minutes Ago. Big yes. How do I know? Do I stalk him? The answer is, of course, followed by a question. Why don't you? To make matters worse or concerning, depending on how you look at it, I was one who tuned in to Instagram Live to hear about the big announcement that he has a new album. What, what? I'm his biggest fan. Moving on. Today's podcast is not about my favorite crooning singer, but the topic does hold a special place in my heart. It's all about Harry Potter. My friend Stephanie and I discuss the books, the movie, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter theme park, and we also figure out who we would marry if given the chance. Spoiler, among many options, I choose Cedric Diggory because I think I could take down Cho Chang if I had to. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 72 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm here with my friend Stephanie, who you may remember from our Cinderella podcast, which was very, very popular. Lots of opinions on Cinderella's, as well as the Hallmark movie podcast. We also did Shag, which there were a lot of opinions on that, too. So I'm really excited to have you back, Stephanie. Welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. Would you like to tell everybody listening what we'll be talking about today? Today, we will be talking about a cult classic, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, the one and only Harry Potter series. Right. We're going to be talking movies, books, and the wizarding world of Harry Potter. And I'm very excited about it because how long ago was it that you texted me and said... Stop the presses. The Harry Potter movies are coming back to the big screen for the 20th anniversary. It was a couple months ago. I have to give all that credit to our friend Lizzie. Oh, Lizzie. sent me the link. My gosh. Uh, But unfortunately, she has a real job where she works Monday through Friday. Darn it. And couldn't join us for our daytime double (laughs) features of seeing all the movies in the movie theater. We did. The only one we couldn't see was... Deathly Hallows Part 1, because you also have a real job four days a week as a nurse. I have what we call a flexible job. And so you and I went to, along with our friend Connie once and our friend Todd once, but you and I went to every single one, starting with Sorcerer's Stone, ending with Fantastic Beasts. We did. Now the key to doing that, ladies and gentlemen, is the cushy chair. You have to go to a theater with a cushy chair. And ours reclined. Now, was it 35 to 40 minutes away from where we live? Yes. Was it worth it, Stephanie? It was worth it. Oh, my gosh. God bless a luxury lounger. Yes. And it was only $5. I mean, that's crazy. I owe you money for that, by the way. Why don't you send me a Venmo and I'll pay you? But anyway, um, so we were able to recline back. And I personally... 
had not seen the movies in a very long time in any kind of digital format. Had You had just watched them, right? I had recently gone through a need for a series in my life, uh-huh. and I owned the DVD set. So True. I had watched them beginning to end, but that's like in my tiny living room right. on my regular size television. Right. Right. And Not it had been lots and lots of years since I had seen it right. on a huge screen. Did you see all the movies on the huge screen? Of course. Yeah, me too. So that that would have been years and years and years. Because the movies obviously came out after the books. Were you a Harry Potter fan when it first came out as a book? I would say I joined the bandwagon maybe on the third book release. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I would have known about them from the very beginning, but uh-huh. I, you know, I was young and right watching the WB <laughs> and didn't have time to read books for fun. True, too busy <laughs> reading the autobiography of Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> uh, so my first three books are paperback. Okay, but then after that, I read those, you know, in one sitting, of course, and then bought each subsequent book. Yes, on the day of release. Have you read them more than once? I have read them several times. <laughs> That's my favorite part about going to see all the movies is because whenever we got there, Stephanie pulls out her Sorcerer's Stone book, and it, man, it had been through the ringer. <laughs> you had been in the bathtub with that thing, probably a swimming pool with that thing. Several times. Dog ears on multiple pages. Worn out. That's great. I had a habit of every time a new book came out, I would start from the beginning, like the week oh. before. So the first book has been read the most because I had to read it every time. Every single time. But that also means that I have only read Deathly Hallows one time. Oh, yeah. You got to go back. So I need to. I I recently opened it up, and there are no pages that have been dog-eared, which means I read it in one sitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's only been read once. Okay. And are you going to read again after seeing the movies? Because you were trying to do that with the movies, but... Adulting got in the way. I reread Sorcerer's Stone before Mm -hmm. we went and saw the movies Mm -hmm. because you know you need to set that like exposition. Exactly. They do some of that in the movie, but you just need the character development from the first book. Exactly. So I reread that one. It's only like three hundred pages. Yeah, yeah. So in size twenty seven font. Right. (laughs) It's a children's book. It's a children's book. It is. It's a children's book. I first heard of Harry Potter. When I was at Baylor Law School, did I go to Baylor Law School? No, I did not. I worked there. And I was sitting up front, and I remember Dean Tobin was having a debate, if you will, with one of the professors at the law school, because this is Baylor, this is a Baptist school, and they're debating on whether to let their children read this (laughs) witchcraft and wizardry nonsense, because... One of them's kid wasn't reading anything but wanted to read that. So do you have, do you let them, even though you didn't really want them to? And I remember thinking, what is going on here? Why is there so much kerfuffle about these Harry Potter books? And that's when I got on the bandwagon. It was Harry, the first one was probably a year old. So it was right before the second book came out that I got on the bandwagon. As far as the movies, I was there opening night. 
every single night. The first time I went by myself because I was a loser and nobody <laughs> would go with me. But I made friends with the little kids in front of me who were playing wizard chest, waiting in line. So cute. And they had their little robes on. And one had a scar with their Harry Potter glasses. It was a cute. But then the next time I went with my friend Jill's husband, we just went together because she, she could care less. <laughs> and he was all in. So it was great. But I wanted to... Um, Talk a little bit about some facts and figures about J.K. Rowling. Don't know if you know this about her, but... Please tell me. I know. Well, her, first of all, her name's Joanne. Oh. And we know that it's Jake. She didn't have a middle name either, so she adopted Catherine as the K. But we know she did this because she thought, or somebody thought, if you see her name Joanne, a, a boy might not want to read a book penned by a woman because thinking it might be girly. So she kept it nice and generic. Uh, but it sold 500 million copies, or how many the books have sold, which is, you know. And she um, got the idea while she was delayed on a train for four hours. She said the whole thing just came to her. I heard she wrote it on a napkin. Is that true? Those are some, yes. She wrote notes about it. And on a barf bag, do trains have barf bags? Maybe. I guess. She I wrote, did get sick on a train once. You so did? Did I, you have a barf I bag? I didn't have oh. one. I could have used one. <laughs> I got sick on oh. the train from Frankfurt to Berlin oh. in Ugh. eighth grade. That's miserable. Oh, that was a bad I drank the non-potable water out of the sink. Oh, no. <laughs> I was so parched. <laughs> I just needed water. <laughs> so there she is writing her mega million dollar book on the train as an author that makes me excited and a little irritated. But she's the world's first billionaire author. But she is no longer a billionaire because she has given most of her money to charity, which I think is freaking awesome. Because she's just going to be making millions and billions the rest of her life. It doesn't matter. It's just money. The Philosopher's Stone, which is what the UK calls the first book, was in 1997, which everybody, you and I had trouble with that math too because we're in 2018 how has it been 20 years when it came out in 97? Well, the U.S. version, the Sorcerer's Stone, it came out in October of 1998. So that's why it's 20 years here. But they only did 1,000 of the first run in the really? United States, and half of them went to school libraries. So if you can find one of those 1,000, they're worth $25,000, oh, the books. Let's go find one. So check your libraries and your bookshelves, people. Um, it was a pretty big deal after it came out. She made $1,500 on the first advance. I know. And then, um, progressively got more and more popular with the fourth book, Goblet of Fire. That was the first time that things got legit serious. There were 3 million books sold in the first 48 hours. I personally remember that's the first time I went to a Barnes and Noble at midnight to get the first Me copies too. was Goblet of Fire. Yeah, that's my first hard hardback. Yes. So I mean we're that statistic, yeah. I guess. How, this was pre Facebook too. How did <laughs> we know about I'm it? I'm telling you, I don't know, but we did. There weren't billboards. No. Half blood prints nine million in the first twenty four hours. And Deathly Hallows, 11 million in the first 24 hours. So she's worth about 15 billion in books alone. 
and it's been translated to 65 languages. Not bad. Not bad, JK. Not bad. As far as the movies go, she wants, she had some, she, she had three things that she wanted. One, that the cast had to be all British and filmed in Britain. Number two, she writes the screenplay, which I'm kind of wanting her Amen. to write the screenplay too. And three, there they want Warner Brothers wanted endorsements and Coca-Cola was William I mean they were tossing money at her. And she said the only way you can be a sponsor is if if you give eighteen million dollars to literacy programs in the United States, then you can be a sponsor. And they said done. I remember the first midnight movie I went to was sponsored by Coca-Cola. Yeah. They yeah. had like all their leader people up front handing out free stuff. Mm-hmm. It was sight to see. I'm sure it's worth it too. I'm sure it's so worth it. But um, another fun fact I I learned was that Harry's scar was applied 5,801 times and he used 160 pair of glasses through the filming of the movie. Either they broke or his head grew. I (laughs) I don't know. Maybe. Maybe his head grew. I'm sure it did. Because also, that's what was very cool. We saw the movies in a span of, what, six days? Mm -hmm. So to see Harry or Daniel Radcliffe in the first movie compared to the last movie, I meant just cute. We had some questionable hairdos right around the middle for all of them. Just for all of them. But it was nice to see them going from itty-bitty babies all the way up to... I mean, that's been their whole life, really. And that it, it explains why they were so sad whenever the whole thing ended. But anyway, I thought um, another thing that was funny is muggle is an official word in the Oxford English Dictionary. Do you want to tell people what muggle means? Well, muggle in the Harry Potter world mm-hmm. is non wizard or witch like non-magical people right so basically you and i outside of our dream world (laughs) but they they call them something different now in the fantastic beast world right because they're in the u.s so they call them no magic no magic which is they have no magic (laughs) we are far less creative here in america muggle is way better no matches. It just sounds tangy. It, it does. <laughs> no match. <laughs> Gotta see it with an accent. Oh, if you um, oh, also Quidditch is real. Did you know this? No. That people actually play it. True story. I was somewhere this summer talking to a young kid right out of college, and he was telling me about his sister and where she goes to college, and he just casually mentions that she's a beater on her Quidditch team. What? And, I, and I'm pretty sure... hovercrafts? <laughs> oh, it's worse. They pretty much run around on, like, brooms, just with their feet. <laughs> but there's somebody dressed in all gold that'll just go around camping. Be camp- the snitch? <laughs> well, Sign me up to be the snitch. <laughs> I think you have to tag them to get them or something so this is a air quote sport exactly and the snitch man girl is running around the library and people are twittering to each other messaging the snitch is here so the you know it's real life pokemon go right right and it's legit in america people in america that play pokemon go yeah and i feel like these are the ones whose parents reenact civil war battles 
I feel like that's all kind of in the same genre over there. So if you had to tell me one or two of your favorite books of the Harry Potter series, the ones that you enjoyed the most or felt were well thought out the best, which ones would you say? Well, based on just the amount of time I've read it, my favorite is Sorcerer's Stone. Mm. You're a wizard, Harry. Because that's when you meet all the characters, Mm -hmm. you learn about Harry's past, Mm -hmm. you meet Hagrid for the first time, Mm -hmm. and go to Diagon Alley for the first time, and it's just, you know, you can't re-experience the first book. Right. So that's my all-time favorite. Okay. Um, My second favorite book is probably Order of the Phoenix, Mm. because you learn more history I guess I'm a I like the backstory (laughs) right right you learn more about Harry's parents and about Lupin and all the teachers that we've met along the way and where they came from Mm -hmm. why they're friends or why they're enemies and Snape's case Mm -hmm. all that stuff I like I like Goblet of Fire and I kept telling you that all I couldn't wait for Goblet of Fire to get there and I'm still Goblet of Fire the reason why is I always loved Cedric Diggory, and it's not because he was Robert Pattinson, a.k.a. Edward Cullen from the Twilight series. No. I, I, I just loved Cedric Diggory for some reason. and Even I in was, the book. Yes, and I was emotionally distraught that he died in such a way. Spoiler alert. Yes, sorry, 20-year spoiler. In such a way that was completely unexpected to me as an an adult reading the book, the children's book. I was completely not expecting that. I liked the, I liked having the other schools come, the um, siren girls from the, wherever they were, the French girls and the Dursling, the brothers of Dursling or gentlemen of Dursling or whatever they were, you know, Victor Crumb. I thought they were pretty cute too. And Hermione, you know, and then that's when Hermione kind of grows up to me and there's all, it just, I loved all of it. And I think I was ready for Voldemort to kind of be as a real life person. And that's when Participate he. Participate in the story yes. a little bit more. And that's when he comes in as an actual figure. That book always made me anxious. Because Did it? the Like, yeah. Harry's not supposed to participate. Right. And so I was just anxious for him the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like if you watched, like, Zach Morris. Like, you knew he was going to get in trouble. <laughs> And he was going to get dragged into something he wasn't supposed to do. And you're just worried for him the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, I just was anxious for mm-hmm. him. I didn't like it. We also had under, we went underwater for the first time with the mermaids. Um, Moaning Myrtle was introduced, which I think was super fun. Um, and all of Harry's people just around him trying to help him with you know, here's how to figure out these clues. I just loved it. The dragon loved it. Um, that brings me to another thought that I'm, <laughs> it's interesting to watch in order in four days, the whole movies and seeing the CGI mm. in the first one, Quidditch compared yeah. to CGI later on. That's what I was most oh. looking forward to seeing when the movies came out. Yes. I, was like, I cannot wait to see what Quidditch really is. Yes. And it, oh, the first two, maybe three movies. It is like watching a really old Nintendo game. (laughs) But so cool. So cool. And whatever those came out, 2001 and 2 and 3. And, Mm -hmm. oh, that was so cool. But, yeah, now it's just, it does. That's exactly right. It looks like almost claymation. Yeah, some blurred faces. (laughs) and 
oh, that would be fun. Anyway, so I, I loved Goblet of Fire. Which one are you? No, thank you. No, ma'am, I don't like. Or you can skip if you didn't want to do them in order. Book-wise? Yeah. I was never really a Chamber of Secrets fan. Me neither. I just don't get the snake and mm-hmm. everybody's being petrified. Mm-hmm. And I like the mystery aspect of it, mm-hmm. but it's just not my favorite. Yeah. I didn't like that. I didn't like um, Voldemort as like a young version of himself or something. Yeah, and it we all, don't need Tom Riddle. No, it all seemed weird and... I don't know. It was creepy. I did, I don't know. I just didn't. I just didn't care for it. I didn't care for the book. Didn't care for the movie. And maybe that's why next, whenever you have the prisoner of Azkaban, that is something. So maybe we had really good, and then Chamber of Secrets was like, eh. but then Prisoner of Azkaban was great, and that's why Goblet of Fire was everybody wanted to. Maybe so. Maybe everybody wanted it. Was it. the resurrection? I guess so. Yeah. Were you ever scared when you read any of the books or watched the movies like I was? I don't remember being scared when I read the books, but I probably was. It was mm-hmm. just so long ago. Yeah. Um, things just seem so much more real when you're reading because yes. you're like creating yes. this world in your mind. But I do remember being scared in Chamber of Secrets in the movie mm-hmm. um, just the whole time, like at the end when they're down in the chamber with Tom Riddle mm-hmm. and... You know what's going to happen because you read the book, but it's just <laughs> poor Harry. Mm-hmm. He just needs help from mm-hmm. the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And then I was scared, of course, in the cemetery at the yes. end of Goblet of Fire yes. when poor Cedric and then Voldemort comes back. Yes. It's just creepy and scary, and mm-hmm. I think they did it really well in the mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not like I I don't I had yucky feelings I guess when Voldemort's head is inside that guy's head in Sorcerer oh, I didn't like no. that mm-mm, mm-mm. and Quirrell's Quir- head yeah I didn't like that and when he takes off that wrap and ugh and then that's the same one too where he's drinking unicorn mm, blood yeah. and that creeped me out yeah I didn't think they needed to make him like a vampire no that creeped me out. And then other times during the movie where I remember being tense, one of the, I really remember being tense when it's the Deathly Hallows part one in the movie and Hermione has put up all those charms and that guy, yeah, that guy comes by and he can smell her perfume, but he can't see her and she has to hold her breath. I remember thinking that's pretty, that's, it just as we go along, I keep thinking, how in the world did she come up with all of this? I remember thinking, why did Hermione put perfume on? Yeah, just you know, she's, she's camping, but she has to, you know, <laughs> let Ron know. Psh, psh, I and love she, you. Psh, that fit in her little <laughs> Mary Poppins bag. Yeah, anything. She probably had all sorts of body scrub in there. Hashtag Rodan and Fields. You never know. That's great. Um, but I didn't. I remember thinking. She had, J.K. Rowling had to have had some sort of key and I, to remember what all the things were. And I researched it, and it was something like a couple of years where she was trying to figure out who came when and what and which spells meant what and what plant was named where and how you could, and these people did this and that people did that, and crazy, crazy stuff. So much so that I think, what is the difference between... Prisoner of Azkaban and Goblet of Fire. Was that just a year? 
from the books. Oh, Goblet of yeah. Fire to the next one was pretty big, right? Three-year difference. Yes. So in that, there was something in my research that said she had a big hole in her storyline and plot line. Yes. And so she was having to go and redo and rethink, and that's why and people said she had writer's block. And she was saying, no, I didn't have writer's block. I was just trying to fix the story that had holes in it because you can imagine with all of this going on right she whipped the first four books out yes in a four-year time span yes let's give her a break people I do remember thinking that there were still things that aren't explained Mm -hmm. and I would love to like just sit in front of her and ask her like (laughs) did you think about this Uh in the world in your mind does that exist yeah like my biggest question is Sometimes they need a wand to do magic. Oh, yeah. And sometimes they don't need a wand. Right. Like, before Harry even goes to school, he makes magic happen. Right. So why does he need a wand? Yeah. I don't know, Stephanie. Let's write J.K. Rowling now. Hold, please. We're back. (laughs) (laughs) J.K.'s going to get back to us. Just wiggle his nose like (laughs) bewitched, and the glass disappears on the snake cage. Did you cry while reading the books? ever you're not a crier though I'm, but I'm not a crier but I do I don't cry in real life but I cry in worlds I create like in reading a book or okay. watching a movie okay it's a safe space for emotion okay because you're not feeling your own okay world I don't know if that <laughs> sounds, makes sense sounds good you should probably ask my therapist about that um I feel like I'm sure I cried pretty much anytime somebody died, died. which yeah. is Starting with Prisoner of Azkaban, I feel like somebody always died. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't die. I didn't cry with Sirius, I don't think. Because I wish they had had more time to develop that to right. make me care a little bit more. Because he was in, I mean, Prisoner of Azkaban, they don't know where he is this whole entire time. And right. then they it's find about him. him, but he's not there. Yes. And then in the next one, um, he's, or not even Goblet of Fire. It's the Order of Phoenix that he's sort of... There in real life. There. But then they go off to school and everything, and he's talking to him through the fire, which doesn't count. And then he dies. A really tragic... Feel bad for Harry, Death, but not yes. necessarily. Yes. I cried, not bad, but I was just like, <clears throat> when Hedwig dies again out of the blue unexpected that made me cry but Dobby the elf Dobby was a a moment I really remember it the book was underneath my desk and I was trying to read it incognito at work don't tell my old boss (laughs) and I had one of the that kind of things where I thought what what is she doing she's killing Dobby and so and so just died, and we're about to go in the big battle. And you know, not everybody's gonna make it out of that. What the uh, I remember being upset about that. Yeah, I thought we were over when spoiler alert Dumbledore dies in the Half Blood Prince, but then she just kept it coming in Deathly Hallows and was like, hmm, you love Dumbledore, let's kill off everyone else you love. Tonks, Lupin, um, one of the Weasley twins dies. What's up with that? doesn't die. Uh-huh. Yeah, huh. He gets his ear blown off. Nope. He dies. He gets his ear blown off, but one of them dies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I remember Ron crying when they come back into the thing, and they're all just angsty. Sure, it's not Charlie, the older brother? No, Slaves I think it's a twin. Whatever. I think it's a twin. 
Pause. 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 You have to believe we are magic. Nothing can stand in our way. You have to believe we are magic. Don't let your aim ever stray. All right, we're back. It is confirmed Fred dies. So sad. So sad. She wanted to kill Arthur Weasley, but she changed her mind. Oh. And I guess maybe that's when Fred got the old out of the family tree. Maybe mm. so. Sad times. I feel like Arthur had a hard hard life, though, he did. the books. He did. Um, who's your, who do you think the best villain is? Let's not say Voldemort, but out of all of the people who were kind of, uh, in all the books, who do you think the was the best one? Well, I have two favorite you could call them villains Mm -hmm. i think the one that's like in every book i love draco oh yeah (laughs) because he starts as a tiny baby boy with the rest of them yeah and he's already so hateful yeah but you know he was just raised that way right and you don't hate him from the start Mm -hmm. um so watching his like relationship with the trio and then with his two friends um, and then how he interacts with his parents in the later yeah. books and movies. Um, but then my favorite, like, villain villain or Death Eater would be oh. Bellatrix. Oh, she's so good. Just love her in the movies. I don't really remember reading about her in the yeah. books. Um, but the actress that plays her is just fantastic. Yeah. And she can do no wrong. Yeah. Helena Bonham Carter. I don't like Dolores Umbridge. She is that villain that is annoying. You know what I mean? Because she's so... <laughs> with her pink and kitty cats and sugar and all... She's mm-mm. like nails on a chalkboard. Yes, evil. yes. And just think she can get it done and she can't. Because of Dumbledore's army. Boom. I don't like her at all. Um, which house would you want to live in if you could choose? Um, well, I feel like... <laughs> We don't know a lot about Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw. Right. So, like, the mystery of me wants to be in one of those just to know, like, what's up with these people we don't know about. Right. But I think my characteristics, <laughs> the sorting hat would, of course, put me in Gryffindor. Of course. Yes. I was talking to somebody the other day about my Enneagram number, and I had my Gryffindor t-shirt on because you and I <laughs> bought Gryffindor t-shirts for our movie, movie marathon. And I, they had, the person said, why are you wearing a Gryffindor t-shirt? Oh, because of Harry Potter. And then we started talking about Enneagrams. And then the person said, you would have been a Hufflepuff. <laughs> Based on my Enneagram, she said, you need a Hufflepuff t-shirt. I was like, do they even make those? Probably not. Just Gryffindor and Slytherin. Gotta order it on Etsy. <laughs> um, how did you like the ending of the book? Ending of the series with the 18 years later? I... When you, you know, when you turn to that page at the end of a book and you're like, oh, it's over. Mm. But then the next blank page says, you know, dot, 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 mm-hmm. 18 years later, you're like, oh, yes, I get to know. It's like, you know, the friends reunion we all want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was super excited about it. And then I read the <laughs> three and a half pages or whatever it is. And I guess it ties a nice yeah. little bow yeah. and you see that. The trio is all together and happy and has their kids going to Hogwarts. Right. However, (laughs) it was a little lackluster. Do you buy that Ron and Hermione would have been attracted to each other? 
I feel like they went through enough together mm-hmm. that maybe the trauma drew them together. Right. <laughs> and they know how to love one another well. But uh, no. I think Hermione would have preferred Harry. Don't you? Yeah. And I don't like Ginny Weasley. I'm going to say it. I like Ginny. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a thread throughout the books and the movies about Ginny that once you look back, you're like, it makes sense. Yeah. Like, she is, like, the best witch in her class. She can do the spells all on the first try. Right. Like, in Dumbledore's army, she's always gets the spell right away. Like, right. she and Harry's magic <laughs> capacity, I guess, yeah. are more equal. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I kind they're, of, they're powerful together. Yeah. Um, I mean, Cho Chang just kind of got discarded there at Poor the Cho. end. I know. Bless it. She didn't even... Mm-mm. Nargles. The Wizarding World of Harry Potter is yes. a place that you and I have both been together, actually, with our friend Connie. It's There's one in California. There was one in Florida. We went to the one in Florida. And if you know about Universal Studios... It's kind of like Disney World where you have your different lands. So you have Island of Adventures on one and Universal Studios on the other. You kind of have to have two different tickets or some sort of hopper pass to get to go to both. Well, the Harry Potter people were really smart in doing one part of Harry Potter World on one side and the other part in the other side. So you kind of have to get a double ticket to go both places. But they're connected by the freaking Hogwarts Express. Yes, they are. So cool. What did you think about that, and should people go if they are Harry Potter fans? I think Harry Potter World is the bee's knees. I do, too. I would go back in a heartbeat. I would, too. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> save save some pennies. <laughs> it was so fascinating. We had... Now, I had an itinerary for us. Yes. And that is the one day where we did not follow our itinerary. Right. I don't know if you remember, but we may have overslept. Yes. By about an hour. Yes. So the plan was to experience Harry Potter World in the way that Harry would have. Right. So you start by going through, you know, the wall, the brick wall that disappears into Diagon Alley. Yeah. And you experience the magic for the first time and the wand shop Mm -hmm. and the... Butterbeer and, well, I guess not Butterbeer the year. They have it in both, but that's not originally where Harry got it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then take the Hogwarts Express to school. Right. Well, we may have overslept (laughs) by an hour, which threw off the plane, so we went backwards. We went to Hogwarts first. Yes. And then to Diagon Alley. Yeah. Um, But it is magical and beautiful. I do remember thinking I wished the Hogwarts Express would have been a little bit of a longer ride. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are going, it does go both ways. Yes, it does. And it's supposed to be a different experience both ways. Right. We also had a plan to ride it both directions, and we didn't. We didn't get to do that. We ran out of time. I remember thinking, it's like we are on the set of what I imagine the Harry Potter set to be. And I think they took a lot of... I, they they paid attention to details, so many details about the wand shop and the, and the wand chooses the wizard and some kid gets to. It's so cute. It's so cute you get to watch to like a little some, mini show yes, for free. Yes, yes. And then you go into the wand shop and it's literally every wand of anybody who was in Harry Potter. So you can get Voldemort's wand. You can get 
Hermione's wand or Harry's wand or Draco's wand, anybody's wand, the Elder wand. You can get them all. Lindsay, did you get a wand? I did not, and sometimes I just kick myself for that. (laughs) However, we have pretend wands. We do. We have pretend wands and real glasses that we got for our movie marathon with our Gryffindor shirts. So, (laughs) um, speaking of shirts, we decided that we were going to theme whenever we went to Harry Potter World. Um, Connie wore the said Gryffindor t-shirt that we're talking about because she already had it because Potterhead. She's prepared. Yeah, Potterhead. But you and I didn't, and we had to think through our things. So I went basic um, and just did a search on Etsy and found um, Straight Outta Azkaban, as in the Straight Outta Compton t-shirts, but I'm Straight Outta Azkaban. And it was perfect. I think... Maybe four people saw it and laughed. You, on the other hand, made your shirt. Go ahead and tell everybody what it was. I'll let you do it. Well, I also did several days of Etsy searching and Zazzle and yeah. Dazzle and <laughs> Razzle, whatever websites you can find out there that people make T-shirts on now. Yeah. And I found one that I liked. Yeah. The pro, you know, the thought behind it, but it just wasn't my style. So I made my own. Yeah, you did. Went you know, to Michael's or Hobby Lobby <laughs> or your local craft store and bought a plain shirt. Hot pink. Hot pink plain shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and bright turquoise letters and a sparkly gold paint pen. <laughs> I, no, it was iron-on. Iron-on. <laughs> iron-on. And it has a big lightning bolt on it. I'm sure we'll attach a photo in the of show notes. Of course we will. Um, in the words... Combined two favorite cult classics, and it says, Boo, you horcrux. <laughs> I don't know that very many people got it, but we but, giggled the whole day. But when they did, it was so great. So that's from Mean Girls, whenever Regina George says, Boo, you whore, and then Stephanie added crux to the end of it. Oh my gosh, so funny. It is something that I have adopted into my everyday vernacular where I'll find myself going, boo, you whore crux, with an English accent, just to make it better. (laughs) But man, whenever you could see people get it, and they would laugh, mostly girls, because I don't think a lot of guys have the mean girls dialogue memorized like we do. But oh man, I thought that was so good, so so good. Did, I mean, well done, Stephanie. Well Thank you. done. Thank you very much. Now we just need another time I to wear know. it. I know. It's a one-time. I wear. know. I did wear my Prisoner of Azkaban T-shirt on Prisoner of No, straight out of Azkaban T-shirt to Prisoner of Azkaban movie, and you know the two other people in movie theater liked it <laughs> besides <laughs> you and me. <laughs> But we got it. We're there. It's so great. It's so great. And would you recommend Butterbeer to the people? Oh, I dream about Butterbeer. I do too. I, now, we have to admit, we didn't drink the traditional Butterbeer. No. We Not hot. had the frozen Butterbeer. Yes. And we bought the souvenir cups. Yes, we did. <laughs> and... It was delightful. <laughs> I was anticipating not enjoying it because I don't really like butterscotch. Yeah. It was so good. It was so good. A little on the sweet side. Yeah. So we might have gone and like chugged some water afterwards <laughs> to wash it down. But it was so good. And we ate at Three Broomsticks or uh, Hogsmeade? I forget. 
We ate three somewhere. Broomsticks. Three broomsticks. And Got fish and chips. Yes, of course we did. And we went to um, Fred and George's Joke Shop where we got Bert's Every Flavored Beans and then went around behind this building just at this little nook where no one was sitting. It was just us oh, and our... On a patio. On a patio and our Bert's Every Flavored Beans and me with my video recorder on my phone <laughs> as Stephanie and Connie picked one out and tried it. <laughs> it was the best thing ever. It was, Cheap entertainment. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. <laughs> We've been walking all day. It was a nice little rest. We had a belly full of fish and chips, and now we're just giggling over horcruxes and nasty, they were nasty pretty terrible. beans. I think 85% of them are bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. But I want to know super who fun. has the job of creating those flavors <laughs> yeah. and taste testing them in the factory because they are not yummy. Um, would you recommend the books and movies to kids? I think that it depends on the age of your kid and mm-hmm. their maturity level. Mm-hmm. I think one of my nephews has read some of the books, but I think it's a good book to read like as a family, yeah, like a read aloud type thing, at least the first two or three. Um, read you know with your dad at night before yeah. bed or something like that. It encourages reading because it's, you know, yeah. so fanciful and yeah. interesting. Yeah. Uh, but it is a little dark. It is. That's that's the part. I just remember the it's a the debate in the law school that day. Yeah. Preteen book. Yeah. And, it, and neat to be able to read the book and then you can watch the movie and then read the next one and watch the movie. Um, the Fantastical Beasts movies are <laughs> the... Fantastical. What are they? Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> Oh, with Jude Law. I'm just thinking of him right now. Um, he These are the ones that are prequels. So Dumbledore is a young man in these. And we had one come out, which you and I saw in our movie marathon, and the second one is coming out in the next couple of weeks. Are you enjoying those as much as you did the originals, or do you kind of separate the two as two different genres? Would you recommend those to people? I think they are related, but they're very separate. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you can enjoy Fantastic Beasts without having the Harry Potter prior knowledge. Yes. Um, there are some things where, that they'll say, and you're like, oh, I've heard that name before. And you kind of connect the dots of that last name or the family name goes with these characters from Harry Potter. But right. It's, it's relatively separate. Yeah. Um, but they're very enjoyable. I think... The CGI and the mm-hmm. technology of mm-hmm. Fantastic Beasts movies are what make it, you know, set apart. Absolutely. And I'm very excited to see the new one. I am too. And we have to go because we have our commemorative cups that we <laughs> bought way back when in our movie marathon. And they will work for the new Fantastic Beasts. We did. We not only bought a Cinemark movie pass. Yeah. So that I could buy tickets <laughs> online without fees. Yeah. But we get discounts on snacks. Yes. And we bought the memory cup. Come on. <laughs> I think it's good through the end of November. Absolutely. So. It's, Who wants to go to a movie? It's still in my car. Just because one time I forgot mine and one time you forgot yours. Like, how are we forgetting our cups? That's so annoying. Um, final series of questions. Dun, dun, Stephanie, dun. if um, you had to marry Severus Snape or Albus Dumbledore, who would you marry? 
Oh my. Probably Snape. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because he he turned out to be a good guy. Right. And he obviously loved Lily well. Yeah. Even though they weren't true, together. True. Loyal. And I can't get past Dumbledore's fingernails. <laughs> so weird and old and especially when his hand turned black oh, oh. when he had the curse on his hand it was just so bad if you had to marry harry or ron who would you marry oh. uh, probably ron because he's oh. so goofy and funny and sweet oh if you had to marry ron or draco still ron <laughs> What about you? You have to answer these questions, too. I would marry Harry. Of course. I would. I would marry Harry. Um, I would marry Cedric, as we discussed. (laughs) He's dead, but I would have married him. I would have married him. You would have had to fight Cho off. Yeah, I would have, and I could have. I would marry Victor Crumb, for sure. So you're like a visual? (laughs) I could probably marry Hagrid if I had to. Visual and desperate? <laughs> <laughs> Is that how we would describe us? Thank you all for listening. I'd love to connect on social media. You can find me on Twitter at Lindsay or on Facebook and Instagram at Lindsay Wright. It would be so nice if you would review the podcast on iTunes. And don't forget to check out my book, Why I Hate Green Beans, at your favorite retailer. Until we're together again, love you, mean it, Texas forever.